Section 37 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, translated by Richard Burton. Section 37. Three hundred and fifty-fourth night to three hundred and fifty-seventh night. When it was the three hundred and fifty-fourth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Vardan the butcher continued. So I gave my shop in charge to a lad, and followed her without her seeing me, nor did I cease to keep her in sight, hiding behind her till she left Cairo and came to the wazir's gardens. Then I hid myself whilst she bandaged the porter's eyes, and followed her again from place to place till she came to the mountain and stopped at a spot where there was a great stone. Here she made the porter set down his crate, and I waited whilst she conducted him back to the wazir's gardens, after which she returned, and taking out the contents of the basket, instantly disappeared. Then I went up to that stone, and, wrenching it up, entered the hole, and found behind the stone an open trap-door of brass, and a flight of steps leading downwards. So I descended little by little, till I came to a long corridor, brilliantly lighted, and followed it, till I made a closed door, as it were the door of a saloon. I looked about the wall sides near the doorway, till I discovered a recess with steps therein then climbed up and found a little niche with a bull's-eye giving upon a saloon thence i looked inside and saw the lady cut off the choicest parts of the lamb and laying them in a saucepan throw the rest to a great big bear who ate it all to the last bite now when she had made an end of cooking she ate her fill after which she set on the fruits and confections and brought out the wine and fell to drinking a cup herself, and giving the bear to drink in a basin of gold. And as soon as she was heated with wine, she put off her petticoat trousers, and lay down on her back, whereupon the bear arose and came up to her and stroked her, whilst she gave him the best of what belongeth to the sons of Adam, till he had made an end, when he sat down and rested. Presently he sprang upon her, and rogered her again, and when he ended he again sat down to rest and he ceased not so doing till he had futtered her ten times and they both fell to the ground in a fainting fit and lay without motion then quoth i to myself now is my opportunity and taking a knife i had with me that would cut bones before flesh went down to them and found them motionless not a muscle of them moving for their hard swinking and swiving so i put my knife to the bear's gullet and pressed upon it till i finished him by severing his head from his body and he gave a great snort like thunder whereat the lady started up in alarm and seeing the bear slain and me standing whittle in hand she shrieked so loud a shriek that i thought the soul had left her body then she asked, O oh, Vardan, is this how thou requites me my favours? And I answered, O oh, enemy of thine own soul, is there a famine of men 
that thou must do this damnable thing she made no answer but bent down over the bear and looked fondly upon him then finding his head divided from his body said to me o vardan which of the two courses wouldst thou take either obey me in what i shall say and be the means of thine own safety and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the three hundred and fifty-fifth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that quoth the lady o vardan which of the two courses wouldst thou take either obey me in what i shall say and be the means of thine own safety and competency to the end of thy days or gainsay me and so cause thine own destruction answered i i choose rather to hearken unto thee say what thou wilt quoth she then slay me as thou hast slain this bear and take thy need of this hoard and wend thy ways quoth i i am better than this bear so return thou to allah almighty and repent and i will marry thee and we will live on this treasure the rest of our lives she rejoined o vardan far be it from me how shall i live after him by allah and thou slay me not i will assuredly do away thy life so leave bandying words with me or thou art a lost man this is all i have to say to thee and peace be with thee then said i i will kill thee and thou shalt go to the curse of allah so saying i caught her by the hair and cut her throat and she went to the curse of allah and of the angels and of all mankind and after so doing i examined the place and found there gold and bezel stones and pearls such as no one king could bring together so i filled the porter's crate with as much as i could carry and covered it with the clothes i had on me then i shouldered it and going up out of the underground treasure chamber fared homewards and ceased not faring on till i came to the gate of cairo where behold i fell in with ten of the bodyguard of al-hakim bi amrilla followed by the prince himself who said to me ho wardan at thy service o king replied i when he asked hast thou killed the bear and the lady and i answered yes quoth he set down the basket from thy head and fear not for all the treasure thou hast with thee is thine and none shall dispute it with thee so i set down the crate before him and he uncovered it and looked at it then said to me tell me their case i'll be i know it as if i had been present with you so i told him all that had passed and he said thou hast spoken the truth adding o vardan come now with me to the treasure so i returned with him to the cavern where he found the trap-door closed and said to me o vardan lift it none but thou can open the treasure for it is enchanted in thy name and nature said i by allah i cannot open it but he said go up to it trusting in the blessing of allah so i called upon the name of almighty allah and advancing to the trap-door put my hand to it whereupon it came up as it had been of the lightest then said the caliph go down and bring hither what is there 
for none but one of thy name and semblance and nature hath gone down thither since the place was made and the slaying of the bear and the woman was appointed to be at thy hand this was chronicled with me and i was awaiting its fulfilment accordingly quoth wardan i went down and brought up all the treasure whereupon the caliph sent for beasts of burden and carried it away after giving me my crate which was therein so i bore it home and opened me a shop in the market and saith he who telleth the tale this market is still extant and is known as vardan's market and i have heard recount another story of the king's daughter and the ape there was once a sultan's daughter whose heart was taken with love of a black slave he abated her maidenhead and she became passionately addicted to futtering so that she could not do without it a single hour and complained of her case to one of her body women who told her that no thing poketh and stroketh more abundantly than the baboon now it so chanced one day that an ape leader passed under her lattice with a great ape so she unveiled her face and looking upon the ape signed to him with her eyes whereupon he broke his bonds and chain and climbed up to the princess who hid him in a place with her and night and day he abode there eating and drinking and copulating her father heard of this and would have killed her and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the three hundred and fifty-sixth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the sultan heard of this work he would have slain his daughter but she smoked his design and disguising herself in mameluk's dress mounted horse after loading a mule with gold and bullion and precious stuffs past all account then carrying with her the ape she fled to cairo where she took up her abode in one of the houses without the city and upon the verge of the suez desert now every day she used to buy meat of a young man a butcher but she came not to him till after noonday and then she was so yellow and disordered in face that he said in his mind there must indeed hang some mystery by this slave accordingly quoth the butcher one day when she came to me as usual i went out after her secretly and ceased not to follow her from place to place so as she saw me not till she came to her lodging on the edge of her waist and entered and i looked in upon her through a cranny and saw her as soon as she was at home kindle a fire and cook the meat of which she ate enough and served up the rest to a baboon she had by her and he did the same then she put off the slave's habit and donned the richest of women's apparel and so i knew that she was a lady after this she set on wine and drank and gave the ape to drink and he stroked her nigh half a score times without drawing till she swooned away when he spread over her a silken coverlet and returned to his place then i went down in the midst of the place and the ape becoming aware of me would have torn me in pieces but i made haste to pull out my knife and slit his paunch and his bowels fell out the noise aroused the young lady who awoke terrified and trembling and when she saw the ape in this case she shrieked such a shriek that her soul well-nigh fled her body then she fell down in a fainting fit 
when she came to herself she said to me what moved thee to do thus now allow upon thee send me after him but i spoke her fair for a while and pledged myself to stand in the ape's stead in the matter of much poking till her trouble subsided and i took her to wife but when i came to perform my promise i proved a failure and i fell short in this matter and could not endure such hard labor so i complained of my case and mentioned her exorbitant requirements to a certain old woman who engaged to manage the affair and said to me needs must thou bring me a cooking-pot full of virgin vinegar and a pound of the herb pellitory called woundwort so i brought her what she sought and she laid the pellitory in the pot with the vinegar and set it on fire till it was thoroughly boiled then she bade me futter the girl and i futtered her till she fainted away when the old woman took her up and she unconscious and set her parts to the mouth of the cooking-pot the steam of the pot entered her slit and there fell from it somewhat which i examined and behold it was two small worms one black and the other yellow quoth the old woman the black was bred of the strokings of the negro and the yellow of stroking with the baboon now when she recovered from her swoon she abode with me in all delight and solace of life and sought not swiving as before for allah had done away from her this appetite whereat i marvelled and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the three hundred and fifty-seventh night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that the young man continued in truth allah had done away from her this appetite whereat i marvelled and acquainted her with the case thereupon i lived with her and she took the old woman to be to her in the stead of her mother and said he who told me the tale the old woman and the young man and his wife abode in joy and cheer till there came to them the destroyer of delights and the sunderer of societies and glory be to the ever-living one who dieth not and in whose hands is dominion of the world visible and invisible and another tale they tell is that of end of section thirty seven and end of arabian nights volume four read by lars rolander thank you so much for listening